just for you today. I thought about that today. I'm like, too bad I'm not in charge of the buttons. I would have no, played it. No, it's a good thing. It's you know, probably Jack. good. Yeah, you're right. I've done What's that What's great before. is I can play Maximilian now and then Max later. Should we wait for <laughs> the Wolf Wolf? <laughs> That's the best part. So do you think we could find that woman? Oh, I don't know. Get her on the show and see what exactly did you get paid for that? I bet she was exhausted and needed like throat lozenges, and she's like, "Who is it now? Happy birthday, Philip!" If you've not been to this website, it's onehappybirthday.com, and it is an exhaustive list of names. It's obviously the same song; she's just recorded different names, but it's it's unbelievable, and it's free. You can download the songs and play them for your next uh, get together. And eleven right. days from now, we'll be playing "Happy Birthday, John Carney." That's right. Well, actually, on Sunday. Well, then Monday we'll yeah, be celebrating. I have to call me at home and say that. Okay. Um, Can I have your number? No. Oh. <laughs> what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? We have Elevator. a whole show planned. Here's some, uh, here's some news. Spanky from Broken Jukebox <laughs> has sent me a big folder of more Elevator songs. Bum, ba da bum so on it goes. Brought to you by Music Around St. Charles. So we'll have that for you today. And great prizes, which are in Max's possession. What do you got, birthday boy? Uh, for today, for the elevator, you will get a copy of Star Trek Strange New World Season 1 and a gift card to Casa del Tres Reyes, which is a wonderful Mexican restaurant that we had here for a Restaurant Tuesday. Oh, yeah. They're right off of Manchester, kind of by West County Mall-ish. Yes. I know uh-huh. exactly where you're talking about. Casa yeah. de Tres Reyes, which means, is this the right parking lot? Mm-hmm. I think is what that means. I think you're right. Uh-huh. So that's good. We got that. Johnny Law coming up. Tackle some uh, legal stories of the day. Will with it be folks. Jim Cantlin. Will it be Jim Cantlin from Brown and Crouppen? Fantastic. We got a lot of stories. One, two, three, four, five. We got like seven stories for Jim. Well, we'll give it a shot. See what we get to. Uh, Johnny Landolf will check up with him and uh, a schmooze. Plus, the History Channel, I believe it drops. It dropped last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a show called The Lost Subs of World War II. It's six episodes. And it's hosted by Daryl Miklos. And the guy knows a thing or two about this because he, his own bad self, has been diving for these subs for decades. He's a treasure hunter. Yes, he is. I wonder if he ever found anything super valuable. I guess if you can afford to just do that for a living, you must have found something of some value along the way or People you wouldn't have to keep continue. Funding you, right? Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. I can't imagine that's cheap. Just oh, the gas no. alone to get out in the middle of wherever. Can you imagine the pitch that he must have to do like, hey, sponsor me. I'm going out to treasure hunting. Unless he found a bunch of diamonds at the bottom of the sea and sold them, and now he's just funding his own You think he funds his own I, I, I bet he has investors. Hey, hear Maybe. me out. I know where the Spanish galleon submerged. Right, exactly. Okay, thanks for calling. <laughs> Open the window. <laughs> 
So uh, he'll be wrapping things up for us. So we got that going, too. There you go. A lot of reasons to stick around. Mitch McConnell, giant news. He is done. He's going to retire in November. He's the longest serving uh, uh, conservative uh, House uh, speaker. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. House guy. Well, I couldn't think of his actual title. But that's giant news. I did not. I mean, is that, that not it's huge probably news? Did good not news. know it was happening? Does he know it was happening? I bet Trump is happy. They don't see eye to eye. Oh, yeah. Well, I, don't, I mean, who knows? Did Please you guys can. see the Italian TV with them making fun on a nightly basis of Joe Biden I falling down? I constantly watch Italian TV, too. <laughs> no, they keep showing clips of it. it on, sounds like American TV. On the news. I know. Yeah, it kind of does. Like late night TV, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh. Well, what's the difference between Italian TV lampooning these guys and what our talk guys do every night? It's just the fact that it's another country and they see us as being a, a joke and making fun of us. And I don't think from a oh, worldview, no matter every, what, you think it's every president yeah, yes, they do that? because they do that on American chat shows with every president. Yeah, I think it's... Some more than others, but this is like him not knowing... You know, which end is up, what's up, what's down, where we're going, what, you know, if the sunglasses are on, if somebody's standing next to him, he's falling. I mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I just wonder if the Italians come at it with Italian sensitivities and use their humor and their uh, digs from their culture instead of what we do. So they would say something like, Mamma Mia! Yeah. There's a wife doesn't shave her armpits. I need to call my brother Luigi. So I guess we're still allowed to make fun of Italian people. I don't know. Okay, I'm I didn't know. i fun of everybody. Okay. Equal opportunity offender, I love John Carney. Why did he get off the hook? On the Michaels Because it's his birthday. Text ah. line, April 126. Happy birthday, Max. I hope it's fantastic. Well, thank you, texter. What are you doing? Uh, I'm hanging out with John Hewlett. I worked in the same building as John Hewlett for about 15 years, and it'll be great to see him again. I haven't seen him for a while, so. Well, you're going to hang out here with him, but I yeah. mean for your birthday when you're out of the station. Uh, I'm probably, this is really lame, I'm probably going to order some food for myself, some barbecue, probably, and watch a movie. I've got a new Blu-ray of Scarlet Street with uh, Joan Bennett and Edward G. Robinson, and i got a little bit of time before the fam gets home, so I'm probably going to put that on. I know, it's a wildlife. No, I just wondered if uh, the bride was going to take you out. For I think this weekend we're going to sell. We're going to do something. Yeah, but not tonight. It's during the week, so not do a little night. clubbing. That'd maybe. be a little too crazy during the week. Little, yeah, not school going night to dinner on a no. Wednesday night. No, 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 no. There's school night and everything. No. Anything happen to you? Just in order to be fair on the text line eight four one two six the Michaels Bath text line. I'm sure they had a blast making fun of Trump too. There are a couple texts about that. Yes, equal opportunity offenders all around. Um, what, what did I do? Do I have anything to say? I mean, not really. I went and had some stuff done to my face. I'm surprised you haven't made fun of me yet. A little swollen today, but that'll go away. And what else? What did the other guy look like? Oh yeah. Done. Flattened him. Um, I'm just really uh, excited for this weekend because I'm going to see my son in Dallas and I cannot wait to see his Cute little face. He would not like me saying that. I thought but you were going to say, like, cute little girlfriend. Oh, and the cute little girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. When the boy says, Mom, there's a girl I'd like you to meet, oh. you go on your Southwest Airlines points, and you get yourself a flight and a dinner reservation, and you go. 
There you go. You've really come a long way, Jules. What do you mean? With the kids. <laughs> I mean, you what you, mean? you still have pediatricians for them. No, not anymore. But now you're talking their girlfriends and your voice isn't quivering. Uh, and you're not sweating. Your face is a little swollen, but you're I, not that's sweating. That's another reason. I went to this that um, U-City foot massage, and the lady that owns it is an Asian woman, and she's lovely. And she said to me, you have three sons? And I said, yes. She says, one day you will have three enemies. And I'm like, whoa. That took my breath away, meaning that the daughter-in-law and the mother never will get along. Wow. One day you will have three enemies. So there's I would that think to that would have affected to. her tip. No. Oh, no. I'll take the advice. What a weird thing to say while someone's rubbing your feet. <laughs> I mean, is there anything appropriate to say? I mean, what else are you going to say? Yeah. No, she gives out great advice. I mean. Okay. I mean, maybe. Uh, it's, it's why we like fortune cookies, I guess. I don't know. It's the insight and the ancient Eastern wisdom. It, she's full of wisdom, yes. And maybe that's true. 84126, I don't know. If you've got daughter-in-laws, how do you feel about it? You feel like that's an enemy? You sure uh, that's not, right? the, not in a literal sense, like you want to hurt them. Maybe sometimes. Like, what, because you're vying for affection? Like she, she's saying you have three sons, one day you'll have three enemies. Oh, my Lord, that's awful. Oh. What an awful way to look at it. I know. I think it kind of makes sense. Let's about, unpack it a little about more. Three new daughters. I mean, that's you know. Well, I'm going to try to look at it like that one day when that happens. But in the meantime, you know, I want them. I, I just want my sons to be happy. Now, how do you know that the three enemies are the wives, the girlfriends, and not just your sons sitting thinking about all the places they went with their friends, and you were in the car right outside. Well, that was, I did, I will say I screwed up a few times. Nah. Well, I went a little overboard. Just asking for a friend. I did. I, I'm a helicopter parent and I, I, I get it. That's I all. It. And they turned out to be great young men. You should well, be proud. Well, thank you. I am very proud of them. Thank should you. be proud. Uh, nothing really to tell you about yesterday, but I will tell you this morning, uh, I had a conversation with Dr. Phil McGraw. Your favorite. I you wanted know to talk what? To him. I gave him a pass. It was an interesting conversation. So you didn't call him a fraud. I didn't use those oh, words. Oh, my Lord. But I did ask him, why are you the guy to straighten out my life? Well, if you, if you watched Oprah years ago, you will know why. Didn't happen. We, oh, I love him. Well, he sends his best. Sure he does. He actually told me, and Max, if you are so inclined, probably second half of the interview, he told me, you, John Carney, cannot be helped. Really? From Dr. Phil. That's a good wow. clip. I saw him walking out of a restaurant in California once, and I thought, God, if we could just like Get him and tie him to the top of the car and take him to a. I'd love to do to that. an undisclosed location. Make oh him Lord. fix all of our lives. It would no, be great. I just want to tie him to the top that's, of the car. That's a scene in one of the scary movies. You, uh, <laughs> th th those were parodies of horror films, and they did a parody of the Saw movies where Doctor Phil was chained up. No yeah, way. so that he could yeah. give us the advice. Right. It's like the movie or the show, The Patient. It was on HBO. Just. Constant advice to fix your life. Not that we would recommend that By in any way, way, shape, or form. 84126, the Michael's best text line. 
blowing up with everyone who loves their daughter-in-law. Oh, you, good. These are very sweet texts that we're getting. Uh, yes. We don't have time for sweet texts. Oh, we, yeah, we do. We, but no, we got to get ready for you. The man's human. not here yet. Oh, I he's checked. Not here yet. No, I checked. Okay. Let's go back to your team, Maxie, Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Did you see Tyreek Hill making the news and not for anything good? Yeah, that happens a lot with a lot of people in the NFL. It's unfortunate. This one's weird, though. There were what do you do? About the camp. Did you see mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So, best I can tell, he held a football camp. And who better? Because, you know, the guy's a future Hall of Famer. So he has a camp, and a woman that plays football goes to the camp, which apparently is at his house, and he hit her so hard, he broke her leg. While playing football or? Yeah. Oh, well. No, for not paying. Well, uh, I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I no. didn't yeah, It wasn't an assault. She's saying it was. And he's, and he's saying, saying that's football. You, you want to play football? Yeah. This is how, yeah. I don't think. Uh, no pun intended here, but does she have a leg to stand on? Oh, wow. Not anymore. With- we're I mean, suing him I think that what do the, you think's the, gonna happen? I think the wrong step here might have been having one of these at your house. Maybe make it look a little more legit and not just have it in your backyard. Your if liability you, is people, huge. Yeah, I think if your, people might be injured, maybe don't have it at your house. Have you know it where that actual, Walmart is on Main Street? We'll be behind that. Yeah, so I kind of feel like maybe that's the misstep here, but no, I don't think Did he have her sign a waiver? That would be the other thing. And probably not, which is why she's suing. So yeah, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know where this will go, but I don't think it was as nefarious as the sports media likes to make it sound. By the way, the combine is starting, I think, next week, so uh, pretty exciting. You do that fast? Yeah. You do have a story for your grandkids. And draft day is in April. Yes. See this leg? It was broken by Tyreek Hill. Well, I thought you, you meant be... I have a story for my grandkids. No, they could like she could tell her grandkids. It's a story, I'd say. Um Oh, I love oh We see. got a break, right? Oh yeah, so many probably. nice texts. Thank you. I know, but we're not talking about that right now. But we appreciate it. I appreciate it. On, on my own little Julie Buck show. Do you know you're on the air right now? In my head, they're sending texts about the daughter-in-law. And this okay. is where there's like 20 of there, them. There's so many great, very sweet texts here that we should come back and read. Also, somebody corrected me. Mitch McConnell is only stepping down as Senate Majority Leader. He's not retiring yet. I did not realize that texture. Thanks for letting me know. Can't find his car. 12-23, a break. We'll come back and have nice, fuzzy stuff. Dance version of Undercover from the Rolling Stones. Stop it. How am I doing, Max? Uh, it's just the regular version, but yeah. Had the, uh, it looked like a 33, but it was just one song. I had that one on there. Not a fan. Love the Stones. One wild about this, too. Yeah, I love the Stones. It beats way down a friend, but yeah. All Stones. Eh. No, there's not one Rolling Stones song where you're like, wow, they phoned that in. No, I'm saying All Stones today. I'm going to be playing All Stones today because it's my birthday. You know what? That's absolutely perfect. Well, then just wait for my birthday. You guys are going to hate it. I'm just hearing here that uh, our favorite, the John Denver guy, he's coming back to town. (laughs) Oh, no. Is he really? We can't have him back in. With sunshine on his shoulder? We can't have him back in. It was such a fascinating guest, but we can't have him back in. Yeah, the boss wasn't The boss hated him. Yeah. Uh, Who knew? 
No Rocky Mountain High for Mark Dorsey. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't think so. Let's talk money for a minute, can we? We love to talk money. No, I would would love it. In fact, there's one text that said uh, you will have daughter-in-laws one day and you will love them and you'll get along and they'll love your personality, but don't try to spend money on them. And then they put, sorry, Genovese. And I thought, money. Money. I always think of Triad Bank. It's the place to go in town if you've got a small business, if you want to get something done, if you want to redo something and you need to take a loan out. Triad Bank is in your corner. They are live and local, just like we are at the Big 550. They're in La Chateau Village over at Clayton and Lindbergh. That was the first location. But now they are just west of 270 on Olive, and they would love for you to go in and have them become your bank. Jim Regna and the entire crew, friendly people. I saw that autograph roll of of uh, quarter, or what they, no, they were pennies, in, in my car the other day. Jim Regna autograph for us, and I thought this is a treasure. It really is. I mean, did you keep yours, or did you spend them all? I kept mine. You did. It's in my pack right now. You carry an extra thing of pennies around. Look, I got it right here. That's heavy. I think for your little bag there. No? I just keep it in my pocket. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. So go in and see our friends at Triad Bank. Max has his. See, yeah, Triad Bank. Super proud to represent them on the radio on the Big 550. You can find out more, triadbanking.com. So I just spoke with the U-man, John Hewlett. Wow, uh, look who, at you named it I know. No, he uh, he apologized. He said he has no idea how it didn't end up in his calendar, and he would like to do it tomorrow. So in studio, tomorrow at this very time, you will hear John Hewlett. Do we bite? What do you mean? I mean, do we, do we think he's really going to do it? Yes, he's going to do it. All right. We'll I, I think that he is a plethora of Cardinals history. Oh, I mean, yeah. he just has so much information and knows so much. Well, radio, of course. But I'm just saying from even just his job with the Cardinals alone, that he he knows so much. We could have him on for the entire show. But you know what? Let's do that. He We hear him at every home game. And we see him make some announcements from the field, but I would like to know what other access he has to the players. I mean, do they interact very much? I don't think he's, I would, this is me talking for him and I'm not, I don't want to really Go do ahead. that he's not coming. Yeah, that's true. He didn't show up. I'm going to talk for him I don't think that later. he's super enamored with these guys anymore after 40 something years of, of doing this. So but I he's don't a think fan. He, Oh, I think he's a fan for sure. But I, w- I have several questions in my head. I mean, should we just pretend like he's here? I will also speak for him and say that uh, in my time knowing him, he's talked at length about how he looks forward to retiring from radio one day, but he will never give up the Cardinals. Rubber. And he his voice it. as rich as ever. He loves it. It sounds great in the stadium, just like it did years ago. It's, it has not, his voice has not aged. True story. So tomorrow then. <laughs> okay. So what were you saying about these warm, fuzzy puppy dog lollipop texts you were getting over there? Oh, here's a good one. Everybody's going to love this one from the 636 on the Michael's Bath text line. I think we should go back to the olden days and pick our son's wives. Yes. Wow. Got to go back quite a ways. I know, but I, I would love it. I would love, but I I'm not. I love not. all of these texts, though, because I have to say, shout out 
to my mother-in-law, uh, who I have a great relationship with, and and I really feel like I'm part of the family uh, because of the way that she uh, treats me. And so I just love that feeling. And I thought, you know, this is a great way for me to be when my son eventually finds his partner to try to invite them in as much. So I love that. The idea of treating your daughter-in-law or son-in-law like an enemy, oh, that's so sad. I don't think she meant it literally. I think she means it from a point of wisdom that you have to go into it carefully, and it's a very delicate dance with the family family dynamics. Um, Now, this text says that they've been married a few times, and the mothers of the men did not like me. I tried my best to make them happy, and they did not like me, and it didn't go well. The mothers of the men. (laughs) The mothers of the men. I don't think you can pick your child's partner anymore because what if they tell you, I'm non-binary? Then you, how do you, I don't know. How do you match them up? Exactly. I mean, the percentage I don't think we're talking about sexuality here. We're talking about picking no, your, it's your child's it's spouse. It's on, on a, a job application. But you also shouldn't pick your child's spouse. That's dumb, whether they're straight or gay or non-binary. Right, it's, it's got dumb. nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. You shouldn't do it anyway. No, I think, but I think you're clear to cut them off financially if you want to, regardless. Of what? Uh, the ATM that we have been for their lives. You mean when they get married? No, but all the way up to that point. Okay. Bank's closed, baby. Bank is closed. All right. Anything else anybody No, I can to, tell uh... that you don't want to talk about it. I find it an interesting topic. <laughs> about but, what? About about that topic. I think that's interesting. I did. And, and, and how you balance the sister-in-law seeming to let the children spend more time with the parents than the... Than the men's mother and father. It's a rocky road, according to a texture from the 618. That's true. Of course it is. Parenting, no one has ever won that one. There's always going to be stuff. Right. And we have multiple you know? people on the Michael's Best text line. I was going to 86 this, but it's my birthday. And multiple what? people are texting in that a band name should be Mothers of the Men. So I'm going to add it. Okay. Wow. Didn't even occur to us when we no. got on the board. Mm-mm. Fantastic. Is there more on the mothering no, thing? I, <laughs> no. I mean, you, lo- you love your mother-in-law very much, right? Aren't you very tight with her? Absolutely. I don't think I could take her, but uh, yeah, good woman. Good woman. You know, we went out for a couple of years. You and your mother-in-law? No. Her daughter. <laughs> no. We were out for a couple of years, we were engaged for a year, and then we got married. I think it was probably all the way up until about a month before the wedding, before she was able to say my first name. Really? I yeah. thought she set you up. Yeah, no, this is uh, Susie's uh, fiance. Oh, come on. Um, is there more on that? Because uh, now I don't know. It's your story. I know. I'm afraid to go on because I was going to go to a completely different topic. Okay, let's march. One that is actually terrifying to me. 
Is it and AI? I, and I'm not being sarcastic. No, something else I'm completely terrified about. There's a website called The Verge, which is a news site. Um, and I glance at it on occasion. And way down on the page, I find a story where the headline reads, a nuclear weapons facility is back online after a fierce fire forced non-essential workers to evacuate. And I was like, what? Is this a joke? Where? Texas. So I'm reading the story. Texas. <laughs> about 500,000 acres in the Texas panhandle have been scorched. Uh, and what they're calling the Smokehouse Creek Fire now the second largest in the state's history and the facility responsible for dis, uh, disassembling nuclear weapons shuttered briefly on Tuesday as the flames drew near. Why is this on page seven of a website that nobody looks at? Because maybe nothing exploded. I, I don't know. I I. I don't know who says this is important and this isn't, but I think they dropped the ball on this one. Or is it fake news? Somebody just made it up. I don't know. I have no time to go deep and check five other sources. Well, if nothing happened, then it's a non-story. It's not a non-story when there's a fire at a nuclear facility. I don't know, Those I words like... don't go together huh, and end know. well. Right, but it everything did end well. I feel like there's fires at important places all the time. We don't have to do a bulletin on fire of the Pentagon. Oh, no. I mean, it's fine. You put it out and move on. Well, as far as we know, there aren't nuclear weapons at the Pentagon. This would be Armageddon if these things get these things blow up. And then that would be a news story. <laughs> if we were alive. No, it's alive to read it. Okay. <laughs> I get it now. How do you feel about your mother-in-law? Um, I think you should get your mother-in-law Walter Noel Florist flowers. That's what I think. Yeah. Carney, right let's make it happen. Right after I whined about this, too. Hang on. Um, I was reading a story about a place in Gatlinburg, and it's a breakfast-themed house fashioned after a stack of pancakes complete with a butter-shaped chimney, and it's available for a three-night stay. Most chimneys are butter-shaped. Spoiler alert. Good point. The Ego House of Pancakes, uh, constructed in honor of National Pancake Day, which is today, furnished with breakfast-inspired decor, pancake pillows, strawberry and cream sheets, and pillows. Oh. Breathe in the scent of sweet syrup-infused mountain air. Kitchen has frozen pancakes, mini pancakes, s'mores at the fire pit, a maple syrup fountain. And I'm reading this story, and I'm thinking, only in America. So I googled organizations in the U.S. that fight hunger. And there were a hundred easy 
uh, USA for Africa, CARE, World, World Food Program, Hunger Project, Bread for the World. And here we are making houses out of pancakes to say, we don't want for nothing. Hmm. Sorry about your trials and tribulations. You want to hand me a knife? Just thought it was sad. If you want to wear one of those houses, it's available March 7th through the 10th. Spring break. Carney boys. I feel like that's something you would do. Um, possibly. <laughs> yeah. See? There it is. That or I'm taking them to a Texas forest. I haven't really decided. Walter Noel Flores was mentioned just moments ago on this broadcast. Not by me, but I'll expound on it. They kill it every single time, whether they're bringing flowers here, whether they're taking flowers to my wife at work, whether the condolence flowers for family members or friends across town, across the country, or across the world. You all right? It's my impression of the kabuto. Um, <laughs> and I have never sent flowers to another country, but they do do that. Really? Yeah. Um, trying to think of anybody I know in another country, but I would be really interested to send flowers and then hear back. So what kind of shape are those flowers in to, you know, get all the way to Paris or whatever? I will. Uh, Imagine if you're in Paris, first of all, then on top of that, you get Walter Knoll flowers delivered to you while in Paris. Lottery winner. Woo. But I would, uh. I would be interested to see, but considering the care that Walter takes getting that stuff here, I imagine the other direction is true as well. So if you're looking for something to send that sends a sentiment, turn to Walter Knoll online at WKF.com. This guy in court. He's from Brown and Crippen. He's Jim Cameron. And this is Johnny Law, brought to you by Brown and Crippen. So there. So there. Hi, buddy. John, Julie, Max, are we ready to talk about some law today? Oh, yeah. We are ready to rock. And it's Max's birthday. I'm sure he told you that when, when he called. No, no, I didn't know. Well, Max, did they deliver that big gift I sent you yet? Uh, you know, it hasn't arrived yet, but I'm sure it will soon, Jim. Thanks in advance. Oh, yeah. Okay. Look look for it. Whatever you do. Keep an eye uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do. Yeah. Maybe you can see it out the window right now if you had a window. <laughs> it's with John Hewlett someplace. Can I, can I start with the biggest head scratcher of the week for me? And we just come off the heels of the... Uh, disastrous, tragic shooting at the chief celebration in Kansas City. And now the news is surfacing that because it was really a squabble between a few people that were there, it wasn't like a terrorist attack, the man that did the shooting is saying this falls under the stand-your-ground law because he was feeling threatened. So is this really going to give him a get-out-of-jail-free card? Well, it is a legitimate defense, if applicable. 
So the question is, um, was it reasonable for him to believe that he was, you know, being threatened of physical harm dead, with deadly force, and therefore that justifies him pulling out his gun, probably, probably an illegal gun. That's and what shooting. I was going to ask you, the illegal yeah. gun. Yeah, is that is yeah. doesn't that play a part in this? You know what? Uh, good luck. I don't think this is going to work. But is that a legitimate defense? Yes, it is in certain situations. Okay. You all know it starts with your home, you know, the castle doctrine. Somebody breaks into your home, you know, that can justify you to use deadly force. And and this is going beyond that. So this is stand your ground, which is kind of a, well, I'll say relatively newer uh, defense out there that if you're out there, you know, outside your home, and somebody uses a gun and starts shooting at you, are you allowed to then pull out your gun and shoot back? And if you, let's suppose you killed them, would that be a proper defense? And it can be, okay? So no doubt in certain situations, that is a good defense. In this particular case, what a risky defense. Uh, My guess is um, they're not going to Stand, they're not going to use that at, at trial. Um, they will probably plead this out, but it'd be very risky because most people sitting on the jury are going to say, wait a minute, you're in a crowd. Somebody maybe flashed a gun, right? Maybe he showed you know, that he had a gun in his waistband. That does not justify you to pull out your weapon and start shooting. So I don't think that that defense is going to work in this case, but yes, it is a viable defense in certain situations. You know, and he could say, well, because I felt I was in danger. By pulling that gun out and shooting, he put a lot of people that weren't involved in danger. John, I totally agree. I I really don't think a jury is going to buy that defense. I think they're going to say that was not reasonable. And that's what you're looking at. You're looking at under that fact pattern, was that reasonable? I I think the answer is for most listeners out there are going to say, no, that was not reasonable. Sometimes I'll read a story and and I don't even understand where it comes from. But I believe it or not, I don't have a law degree. I know, right? I believe it. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> As it stands in Missouri, judges can't legally finalize a divorce if the petitioner, if that's the woman, is pregnant. What? When did that when did that come into the picture? Okay, when you when you hear it like that, and when you think about it, you you, you think this is just craziness, right? I mean, to be, you're, you're not going to the judge isn't going to grant a divorce while the, the some you know while the woman's pregnant. Your first reaction is that's craziness. However, it it really is the law that uh, and and there's a reason for it. It has to do with the judge not only wants to dissolve that marriage, but more, you know, almost more importantly, the judge has to look out for the best interests of the children. So there's child custody and support questions that need to be dealt with. So what the court wants to do, you know, ideally, they want to wait, and you know, because there's obviously going to be another child, right, or at least the first child or another child, and the court knows they have to deal with that. You know, who's going to have custody, and is it going to be split custody? Let's talk about that. And then who's going to pay the support? So the court would like to do it all at one time. So, you know, they call it judicial economy, meaning it saves the resources of the court. So there is some logic. Why don't you just wait? 
let the child, you know, let the child be born. God forbid, maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe there's something goes wrong. So that it's not like the judge can make a determination of custody and support beforehand because it, you know, may not actually materialize. But I think that's why they do it. They want to wait. And so we can do it all at one time and deal with all the issues. Really an interesting uh, topic because it does kind of change the way that we sometimes view an unborn baby in a lot of ways. I mean, not to open up a can of worms here, but they're saying this child is going to need support. This child is going to need uh, is going to need a custody agreement. So either it is one or it isn't one, right? Or am I crazy? No, no, you're you're right on there, Julie. That they that's why they just they they want they want to deal with that. They want to deal with that issue, and you know maybe it has something to do. Sometimes it has to do with you know how they're splitting up the property. Maybe one person gets a little bit less, but they have to pay child support. So there's it's very complicated issues, and the court would just like to look at it with all the facts, whatever you know, and deal with it at one time. So. Um, moving on to another story here, there's a guy named John Cheeks, a 60-year-old man from Washington, D.C., who says that he is owed $340 million from what he thought was a winning jackpot ticket. However, it was not. So just because he believed that to be true. Based on what? It was on the website. Based right? on, right, okay, based on the web, and, and was on the website. They put the incorrect numbers up. And they put the incorrect. So he thought he won $340 million. Will he be able to get something out of this because it was their error? I say yes. Bank error in your favor. I say give him the money. Uh. Well, there is precedent for that, Max. Uh, there have been other cases, not this kind of money. I'm talking about, you know, with three, you know, a $300 winnings or something like that. There's been other situations where um, the Powerball has honored mistakes, and that's what this is. This is a mistake. So what this gentleman, John Cheeks, who had the what he thought was the winning number, oh. he's going to he's going to be sending you know, filing a breach of contract action against um, the lottery. And what the theory is, you know, I buy I bought my ticket, I paid my money, and it says that if the numbers match, I get the winnings. Okay, so it's a contract. I paid, I did my part, now they have to do their part. Um, however, their defense is, oh, this was a mistake. Um, and, and by the way, it was such a mistake that it wasn't even reasonable for him to believe he won. Oh, and I don't know about that. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, I would have already been at the mall. It was up for more than, more than a day. Well, it was up for, I think, three days. But let me give you yeah. some of the facts. One, they say that... Um, when this was on their website, there was other red flags. You know, didn't have the right headings, didn't have the logo, didn't have other things. By the way, the, the, the this ad, this thing on the website came out the day before the drawing. Okay, so the drawing hadn't even occurred yet. And then when the drawing did occur, it was live on TV, and they did read the correct numbers. Now, that that still doesn't fully answer the question because the website had the wrong numbers on there. But they're looking at it as this was a mistake, and if you look at all the facts, you would say it wasn't reasonable for him to think he won. Also, if it's a breach of contract, you have to look at the contract terms, and if you read the ticket, the ticket says if there's ever any dispute as to 
whether you you know this you're entitled to the winnings, the lottery has the final decision. Brought to you by Music Around St. Charles, and uh, thanks to Spanky uh, from Broken Jukebox for providing us these interesting versions of your favorite songs. Now, we'll give you a little taste of what he's got, but a couple things to keep in mind. Here's what's up for grabs. And... Something else, too. Oh, you want me to tell people? I don't know. Well, well, I thought maybe you wrote it down and you yeah. were going to. Uh, yeah, we have a, uh, a DVD of season <laughs> one of Star Trek Strange New Worlds and a gift card to Casa de Trace Reyes. All right. I, let's I just give like the, you saying the name of the restaurant. Let's give the number so that people that want to play the game can get loaded in the phone banks here. 314-931-5877. That's 314-931-5877. Five eight seven seven. Take a ride on a, the elevator, and I'll tell you what I know this one, and it's good. And you it's have to call. People always text in. We're not going to take it. You know what I love about this week's elevator? Uh, I it not only has a connection to something in this date in history, which was a completely random thing, but also because when you hear it. You're going to be thinking, I don't know this. This is impossible. This is a, what is this song? I've never heard this in my life. And then it kicks in, and you think, oh, okay. Uh, the chorus me, kicks in. Give me the DVD and give me the gift card. I mean, that's so call now because you're going to want to be on hold. All right, let's have it. Get in the elevator. Three one five eight seven seven. Our number here. Uh, we want to talk to you, so give us a ring if you know what that song is, and who did it? Who done it? It's a two-parter. The song and the artist, por favor, uh, for today's elevator. Good luck to you, by the by, and it's brought to you by Music Around in St. Charles. And again, uh, another day, another trip. Always going, I don't know why my boys break guitar strings daily. That doesn't happen to rock stars on tour. I bet it does. Yeah, yeah, but every single day, and I understand they're thrashing and playing for hours. They're in your living room. Boys play a couple songs, yeah, on the edge of the bed or living room, and boing, boing. (laughs) And I, I don't understand it. But uh, 
good thing there's music around. They've got all my Ernie balls and other strings for my electrics, my acoustics, whatever I need. And uh, string instruments, of course, PAs, uh, lighting, uh, keyboards, even a variety of cases for your guitar or bass or what have yous. Have you ever heard anybody play the what have you? It's fascinating. Um, so all of that, or if you've got instruments you want to turn into cash, that'll work for you too. They pay top dollar. So get on it. Music around St. Charles online at musicaroundstcharles.com in the and, Regency Plaza. And let's go to line nine. Hello, line nine. You're on the air. Hi. How are you? We're good. I mean, how, I'm how great. Are it's you? my birthday, Who is this? so I'm doing fantastic. Good. Who is uh, it? Is it uh, Michael Jackson Thriller? Nice job. But, uh, Carney, do you want to ask this gentleman his name? I'll ask him, what is your name, sir? David. All right, David. Well, congratulations. David, congrats. You're going to eat some great Mexican food and watch some cool Star Trek. So, congratulations. Awesome. Thanks a lot. No problem. Now, just stay on the line there, David, and I will come back and I will get all of your information. I'm such a fan. Close the uh, elevator today. Thanks for riding on the elevator. Brought to you by Music Go Round, St. Charles. Buy, sell, and trade all kinds of musical instruments. 105.9 Regency Parkway, St. Charles. Check out musicgoround.com. Third floor, housewares. say the sad news and it is oh. it is really bad this is about as sad as it gets gary sinise's son mac died after a battle with cancer he was only 33 years old his dad says he was an incredible inspiration for the those that knew and loved him and he faced his battle with grace courage and love drew barrymore's daughter brought up her 1995 playboy spread when she told her daughter you can't wear a crop top. That's just too revealing. Drew didn't say which daughter it was. She has two. They're 11 and 9. I'm guessing it was the 11-year-old. I want to it's wear hard, a crop top. You to were argue. in Playboy. So yeah. what do you say to that? You can't You can't argue anything. It's, it's a good argument. Good for the 11-year-old. I mean, I guess. It's a strong argument. The strong-willed child. Uh, parents are complaining that Peppa Pig is rude, saying <laughs> that she's just a bad example for kids. Because she's impatient, she's a brat. She's a cartoon she's character. Never taught any. But you know what? SpongeBob was kind of smarty pants that you know, way. The, the worst example Spongy of this pants. would Spongy be pants. Caillou, this this Canadian bald head kid who. Got, I know Caillou. He got complaints from parents groups and because he he was so insufferable. And I feel like Peppa Pig, kind of the same way. The the intro song to Caillou always kind of blew my mind. I'm 
just a kid who's four each day. I learned some more. I'm just a kid. I'm Caillou. Yeah. Something like that. It sounds like he says with a life that sucks when well, you, when you listen to it. But, I um, feel so old right now. Jennifer Lopez says This Is Me Now short film could have had different celebrity cameos because a famous list of famous faces turned it down, including Tay-Tay, Taylor no. Swift, Ariana Grande, Jason Momoa, Bad Bunny. They all said, yeah, J-Lo, congrats, but no. You know no. what? I would say no as well because it's the wrong Jennifer. Mm, you're right. Willie Nelson announced the lineup for his 2024 Outlaw Music Festival tour, and he's got some pretty big names Coming joining him, including Robert Plant, Billy Strings, John Mellencamp. Where do watermelons go in the summer? John's Mellencamp. John Cougar's Mellencamp. Uh, Bob Dylan as well. Yeah. So I don't. Does this replace Farm Aid? Because I don't think I don't they've know. done that in a while, and that was John I, Mellencamp. No, that, but that's Willie a charity fundraiser. This is this is just a, a festival tour. Yeah, got it. This okay. just give me money, money. Here, this is for you, Max, on your birthday. In a new Apple TV series, Tom Brady remembers the heartbreak of losing the Super Bowl to the Giants and blowing that perfect season. Yeah, we were crushed. Us. There was no sleep. Love, yeah. Tom. That should have been the name of the show, actually. The air out of the stadium. All of us Dolphins fans were really happy. I know. 175 years ago, the first ship of gold rushers arrived in San Francisco. It feels like it was. I saw him. I saw him pull up. Did you? You were right there with him. You were just a little kid. And 40 years ago in 1984, Michael Jackson won eight Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year for Thriller and Record of the Year for Beat It. And three court cases. Jason Aldean is 47 today. Bernadette Peters is 76. And Carney's friend Gilbert Godfrey would have been 69 oh, years old today. Max, what is he, he's 46. Oh, and the one and only Maximilian Boise is 46. That means you are officially well on your way to 50, my friend. Oh, I Congratulations. Know. Survivor season 46 tonight. On Shibios. Now we go for the homemade jokes, birthday style with John Carney. So, quick question uh, Survivor, season 46. Is that a once a year show? Twice a year. Has it been on 46 years? Well, it's been on 23 years because I watched it when I was pregnant with my twins. We watched it religiously, and they're 23, so you go, it's twice a year. Because sometimes it's hard to keep track when a show will do five seasons in a year. Yeah. Like Dancing huh. with the Stars. And yeah, but still, that's shows. incredibly impressive. I don't watch it anymore. It's I, changed I, way I, too much. I watched like one season and watched about three episodes and kind of got into it. But again, saw something shiny. I'm not capable. I feel like if Survivor went back to season one rules, it would be the biggest show in the world again. They yeah. have changed it so much, it's unrecognizable. Yeah, I don't know. All their little saves and things How about they get who to wants to be a suitcase island? What are they doing there? That's insane. That one just started last night. I don't know. There's so many shows to watch these days. Ugh. Thank goodness we have our radios. And the news. Former Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull described former President Trump's rhetoric around Russian President Vladimir Putin as that of an admiring 12-year-old boy. Speaking on Australian's ABC Q&A show, Turnbull spoke about Trump's interactions with Putin 
saying they show a former president in awe of him. When you see Trump with Putin, as I have on several occasions, he's like the 12-year-old boy who goes to high school and meets the captain of the football team. Funny, I don't remember our captain killing off opposing quarterbacks, but what do I know? What do I know? Am I in danger? Too soon. Matthew Chantelios, 45, arrested 4 o'clock in the morning, January 24th, at a Motel 6 off of I-90 in Summit Township, where troopers found him with a young girl from the Adirondacks. The teen told police she drank vodka with him, and he had given her and sent him revealing images of herself. Chantelois, who's an Elvis impersonator, to make the story even The guy or the girl? The guy. Okay. Says, it's not true. And he's all shook up about the whole thing. Oh, gosh. I mean, that's really taking Elvis impersonation to the next level, seeing as how Priscilla was 14. There's more, and I'm just going to leave them all open to you. I started looking at Elvis songs. I'm like, there's one, there's one. Oh, I got to go. The self-help author said Wednesday she is unsuspending her long-shot campaign nomination. I didn't write her name down. It was somebody who's running for president, and I never heard her name. Marianne Williamson? Yeah, let's go there. Uh, Just three weeks after she announced she had suspended it. I'm not going to run. I am going to run. So she's back in the race now. She said she spended it because she was losing the horse race. Uh, Posted on X, formerly Twitter. They call it a horse race. But something so much more important than the horse race is at stake here. And we must respond. I think she's got a shot with her campaign motto. Wait, who? That's the motto. Like the little buttons and stuff. All right, one more. (laughs) Family dollar stores were hit with a record fine for violating product safety standards after selling items that were stocked in a rat-infested warehouse filled with live, dead, and decaying rodents. The retailer, a subsidiary of Dollar Tree, was fined $41.6 million. Family Dollar and Dollar Tree officials responded with, what if we mark them down to 50 cents? Not everything in there's a dollar anymore, anyway. Yeah, I noticed that too. I noticed that too. It was just too much to bring up. It's one twenty-six. That's the whole thing. Nothing to see. Move along. Move along. What else are we going to do? Oh, we got the U-boat guy coming up, uh, Daryl Miklos. Uh, the Lost Subs of World War II dropped last night on the History Channel. Six-part series, incredibly interesting. And Mitch McConnell is giving up his prime parking space. At the Capitol, you know, when you're the Senate leader, you got a prime parking space. I bet he does. He's yeah. going to have to park somewhere else now. Carney parking, I think that's what they call it. Sorry, buddy, you got to move your car. Andy Field's going to give us more on that coming up in a couple. Sugar Fire Smokehouse is smoking it, and I was driving down Elm Street in St. Charles. And their location there is. I would say probably 80 yards, 90 yards off of Elm. And I, I was driving up towards Lindenwood, and I had the windows up, 
and I had heat on, and I got a whiff of barbecue that made one to stop in the middle of the road. I mean, it wafts, baby, but that's the kind of smell you want to waft, and especially if it's right under your nose, right in front of you, where you can attack. It is amazing barbecue. I'm sure yours is fine. This is amazing. Yours is good. This is amazing. <laughs> also, you can grab their sauces at the store, get their rubs too. I don't know what you are waiting for. Sugarfire Smokehouse online at sugarfiresmokehouse.com. Just when you think you'd never utter the phrase, here's some new Stones music. There's some new Stones music. And this was the first one released. I've not heard the rest of the album, but I really like this one. Max, I'm sure you've got it and have memorized the entire thing. What do you think of the rest of it? Yeah, Hackney Diamonds, the new record. I think Sweet Sound of Heaven, which has Lady Gaga on it, is a wonderful song. I like the song they did with Paul McCartney, who only plays bass. They don't invite him to do any vocalizations, which I thought was interesting. Kind of a power play from the Stones, I think. And Mick even says, play that bass, Paul, which I thought was pretty great. <laughs> uh, but um, no, I think I think the record sounds great. I can't wait to uh, See them perform some of these songs live. I think it's going to be wonderful. Is it Steve Jordan on drums that they took on tour as well? It is. That's right. All right. In good hands. Although Charlie is on two of the tracks because they were laying down some of the tracks uh, before he passed away. So Charlie's on two songs. And Bill Wyman is even on one of the songs. They brought him back as well. So there's a song (laughs) that has Bill Wyman... Charlie Watts, Ronnie Wood, Mick and Keith, which is incredible. How did they find Bill Wyman? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. A divining rod. You know, or he something. owns a restaurant in London called Sticky Fingers, which has all kinds of Stones uh, memorabilia everywhere. And probably all kinds of lawsuits. Uh, there's a new show on HGTV, and, and Julie was telling me about it. I, I saw the story too this morning. I don't really watch HGTV, but it's called Lakefront Empire, and they are highlighting the homes at the Lake of the Ozarks on the water. How cool. Have you spent much time on the water at the lake? Not a ton, but we have some friends that have a house that is, like, to die for. It's really cool. And I, when you get on the boat and you go and you look at some of these homes, it is amazing what is right there basically in our backyard at the Lake of the Ozarks. Some yeah, of these houses are just... You think it's an entire complex and you get closer. It's like, that's a single home. Yeah. It's crazy. So it premieres Monday, March 11th on HGTV. And if you go down to the lake at all, I'm sure you'll see some things that you recognize. I'm sure there's horny toad shots and, you know, the lodge, because right across from the lodge is uh, Port Chima, and there's some oh, yeah. amazing houses there. In fact, the owners built a home there based on a Spanish pavilion in Spain, because that's where they keep them. But it was detailed to the letter. The same marble, the same stone, the same fountains, the same columns. I mean, it's amazing. So they don't just show the outside of the houses, it looks like, on the show. They really kind of go in and show you everything about it. Cool. 
and I imagine, I mean, it's there's still over a million dollars, but compared to houses like this, almost anywhere else, these are still bargains. Just nothing in my range exactly. But looking forward to seeing that. And if you do get out to Lake of the Ozarks, get out on the water and take a look at some of these homes. Oh, man. Don't have a boat at the lake? Want a boat at the lake? Would you rather have the boat or the house? Um, I would think if I dropped that kind of money on a house, they'd throw the boat in. Maybe. Or you'd have to go to the boat show and pick one out. Because I noticed show. a lot of those big houses, boats and jet skis are included. Because if you sell that, you don't really need one if you're moving inland. The boat That's true. Show. But if you find yourself looking for a boat. The boat show. The Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealers Association. St. Charles Boat Show is on like Donkey Kong. And it will be tomorrow uh, through Sunday, the 3rd. Lots of chances to check out all kinds of boats. And like I said before, you can get on these things. You can go below deck, Captain, and look out the portholes and all those other maritime words. You should use where you're... (laughs) your captain's hat and go in your double crusted blazer and stroll around the boat show this weekend. Spalding. <laughs> also register and win a thousand dollars worth of free gas. It's only 14 bucks. Kids six to 12 free kids under five free six to 12 or eight bucks, five and under free. And, uh, you want more information? St. Charles boat show.com. Gee, I'd like to go, John. Gee, how about we send somebody? Yeah, let's give away a family four-pack. Okay. It's your birthday, Max. You decide how. You decide how. Text in your name, your full name, to 84126, and we will randomly select one of you. All right. See, I would have gone a different direction. Well, then go ahead. I would have said text in boats and hoes, but then that's because I have a bad sense of humor. No, it's from the you, movie Step Brothers. You can't it's say a joke. that. Okay. Oh. I won't say that. I mean, we had a whole meeting with our boss about <laughs> Send that mail to Julie Buck, care of it's, KTRS it's Radio. It's from a Will Ferrell movie. It's a joke. Yeah, but R. Okay. Rated R, okay. Newsflash, News... you're not Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. Uh, Lakefront Empire. Thank you. Somebody asked, where is it? What's the name of the show? When's it on? I think we told them, but okay. It's on HGTV and it starts on Monday the 11th. Yep. Right? Lakefront uh, Empire. Very cool. And it follows real estate agents that are down there who sell that kind of stuff. And the people that are doing it, I think, are the same people that have brought you... uh, Chip and Joanna Gain stuff. So oh, it's, it's Magnolia people. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. pretty. Uh, We've had them on the yeah, Cabin Masters, yeah. and they've it's, that was a big show. deal. We had Cabin Masters. It's on the up and up, but no Chip and Joanna, huh? Gonna Never get, know. Get Chip and Joanna and Rebecca Black on the show. On the show, I'd I, like to see I, I Blake just, Shelton's house at the lake. I want everyone to know that the person that I am selecting not only texted in their full name. But also Julie's suggestions. So that is our winner today. Okay, I thought that you were going to say they they said happy birthday. Okay, my apologies for my potty mouth. Do you know that you know how I had the the little boys for four days and nights? Yeah. 
And that the minute the parents, my brother and his wife, came home from their, their trip, Wyatt wanted to play this dice game called Tenzies. Have you ever played that? No. We're like obsessed with it. I don't know. It's just very fun, very easy. But we all love it. So they're like, I want I want my dad to play Tenzies. So, of course. Play for money? Uh, no, but I should have. We sit down, we play this game, and little Wyatt calls me out, and I said, the, I said, GD. I said, no. just not the G part, but just the D. Oh. Not, you know, not, well, okay. I said a bad word. So you're comfortable with hoes, but you can't say damn. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, here? I guess. I'm <laughs> really having a hard time okay, separating I'm what's going on I'm trying not to here. dig a deeper hole for myself. It's our last show. <laughs> well, I'm just trying but to this, figure out what's going on This here. little boy goes, wait, 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 wait. Juji says a bad word every single day. And I'm wow. like, whoa, convicted by a five-year-old over here. I mean, it's not wrong. You, I, when you know the mics what? are off, I, the gloves are off, I'm too. I'm sorry, in here. because I think it's, I'm going to blame it on my kids. I have three sons and a husband, and so I live Wait, with four men, so I talk. You're blaming it on the men, but it's a man who's trying to correct. It seems to me a woman's a problem. You. Me? I'm the, I'm <laughs> it's the, his birthday. I'm going to go with Oh, Max. all right, fine. <laughs> For that Whatever. reason only, honey, if you're listening. <laughs> Because it's his birthday. I'm going to humor him. Uh, Johnny Landoff's going to join us in uh, just a little while. Does that work for you, Potty Mouth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. God. Oh, by the way, we are confirmed with Andy Field. Oh, good. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Mitch McConnell. Have I done a Guinness yet today? No, I don't think I, I did. I'd love to hear a Guinness. I try to do one every day. This one's weird, and this isn't something that anybody did it's just something that they have so they're in there's a woman in oregon jenny devander who's in the guinness book of world's records for having the largest tongue tongue circumference it's larger than the size of a soda can Oh. Sounds uncomfortable. 5.21 <laughs> inches around. That's so gross. She plays the flute. Well, I bet she does. Well. And she's careful. Look at you again. Turn the no, mic off. Mean, I... Turn her mic off. Oh. She, she plays the <laughs> she, she plays the flute and Go says away, her Carney. strong tongue okay. is is useful for swiping oh. for playing fast notes. Uh, she can do a, t- a tongue curl and a bull trick, nope. but not the clover. I don't know what the clover is, but she can't do that yet. I know what the clover is. But now it has been um, uh, justified by Guinness. It's been, what's the word I'm looking for? It's approved. Been approved by Guinness. Verified. It, she didn't do anything. It just well. she has a really big tongue. And my first thought was, oh, we got to get her on the show. And then my second thought was, we start the interview with this. Amazing. Do you like being in the Guinness Book of World's Record? And she says to us, I don't think it'd be a good interview. We got Now we have to do it. Yeah, maybe. I think we do. Max. Yeah, that's my job. I'll try to. Yeah, maybe we can help her with the clover. We've had uh, so many Guinness people on, really. We actually have several, um, inexplicably, but it amuses me. 
So God. there you go. I just need to apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get all crazy. No, or... my uh, my one of my sisters has texted me and said that was hilarious. Julie has a potty mouth. Oh, so that's <laughs> look at this on the Michael's Bad Sack line. Spicy Julie. Yeah. Yep. That's what they call me in the kitchen. Spicy. You've never been. I know. Spicy Julie. <sighs> so Edith. Cicerelli, who I think we talked about a week or two ago, celebrating her 116th birthday. See, that's just too long. For making me. I her don't want that. The oldest <laughs> American <laughs> alive. Uh-uh. Anne affords it. Well, she isn't anymore. They have to change the title. She she passed away sadly. R.I.P. Well, she still retains that title, right? Well, not living. Not living. No. Yeah. But I mean. If nobody else gets to 116, then she wins, right? She's the oldest. What does she win? Cheating death for longer than us? I don't know. know. So that means she was. Wow. How long her tongue was. Yeah, she's no longer with us. So. um, 116 years old. I hate when they go so suddenly like that. It's probably a jet ski accident or something. So she was only halfway through her life at 58. Who knew? That's exhausting just thinking about. But passed away in her sleep. You know, that's a great point because people say middle age, and I'm thinking yeah. like, like middle age would be like 43 would be middle age for most people. But we don't think about it that way. No. But people aren't getting to 100, so. I mean, I'm for sure in my second half of life here. I, I am too, though. It's just laws of averages, 46. I'm just hitting puberty. <laughs> I'm looking forward to all kinds of In stuff. In your mind, yeah. Uh, the Michael's Bath text line, 84126, I love this side of Julie. Who knew? Oh. Well, we did, listener, because <laughs> we hang out with her every day. <laughs> Off the air. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Be careful with being politically incorrect. I don't want to lose you guys. That's nice. Well, you know what? If uh, they do, send us back and we'll come to your house and do the show because we'll have the time. Uh, Classic Air Care, back to being busy again with furnaces. They had a couple days to chill, but now they're not. All hands on deck. People turning on the furnace because they had it off for a few days and didn't understand why it wasn't 70 when they woke up this morning and the living room was 35. I know. 40 degrees happened to me. And we might get snow tomorrow, like Uh, early morning. It's crazy. It is crazy, but it's going to warm up by the end of the week. So you got to keep up. But the thing is, with this warm weather, people think, oh, that was a pretty mild winter. We got through it. It's not over. It's not over. You need your furnace to, to put out just a little bit more. Well, a lot more, really, so you don't have to deal with it next year. Either way, Classic Air Care could take care of you to give you a tune-up, fix what's broken, replace your unit, Whatever you need, they'll be more than happy to help you. Classic Air Care. Classic Air Care. Air with an E. Online at ClassicAirCare.com. I'm getting vaccinated. Johnny Landoff Chevrolet. Go Chevy Ball. Go Chevy Ball. Go Chevy Ball.
Down 270 way at the Washington Elizabeth exit, you'll find Johnny Londoff Chevrolet. The Autoplex, of course, Highway 70, exit 79. And most of the time, you will find Mr. Johnny Landoff there. Hello, Johnny. I don't think it's exit 79. It's highway 79. I mean, not to. <laughs> no, it's also not, exit not 79. To, not to correct right. you. Not to correct you. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're sitting down because we have Kitty Keneally Harrison here. Hey, everybody. The crowd goes wild. You can't Julie, swear- I think on the right day because I heard you have a potty mouth Yay. today. Oh, my goodness. Everybody's calling me out today. <laughs> yeah, I got in trouble over the weekend by a five year old. He called well, me out, you know and it was what? downhill uh, from there. There's nothing I'm wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> five-year-olds lead you to potty mouth. I'm yes, they saying. do. There you go. I got to back the Chevy truck up here for a minute. Um, <laughs> Highway 79, uh, Johnny, is at exit 79. Ooh, he's learning something today, John. Thank you so much for pointing Have it you out. you ever seen that sign, Johnny boy? I've only driven that highway 5,000 times in my life because our duck farm is only uh, 28 miles from that exit. And now our, our amazing autoplex, the Johnny Landoff autoplex, the little Jimmy Sappho autoplex is just right there. It's exit just, just right to the south. Exit 79 yes. on to Highway 79. I'm going to have uh, Jimmy Sappho take a picture of that exit uh, when he leaves here. So they're both right, boys. Boys, you're both right. Okay? Everybody yeah. can... Breathe. I don't know if I can go back there. They're kind of getting tired of seeing me up the autoplex. Oh, they love you, John, because and you make you make everybody laugh. I mean, you're funny. You're and funny. it's not it's not that there's anything wrong with the car. It was my son's earbud, and they had to take the seat off. And then I remember that the gas station the other day smashed my console closed to where it wouldn't open. Inside oh. that console was a Tupperware. Of leftover gumbo, oh. which splattered oh. out into the center oh. console. No, you can't have that. You have so to get that out. They got it. I couldn't get it open, but they. Why did. was it in there in the first place? Just because I was. Yes, yeah, a great question. I was getting the car cleaned and wanted to get everything off the floor so they could vacuum. <laughs> it was and only you there. We have gumbo on your floor. He's always got it on him, whether it's in his sock. I was taking it home from work. I don't have to justify this to you. I'm well, just you, you know what? You're you what right. Happened. You know what you do need to justify, though? Our bill? That today and tomorrow, the tw- today, the 28th of February, and it's been a great day of whether or not. I mean, it's just beautiful outside. Don't worry about it. It's February, and we are selling cars. We are making, Kitty, transport- transportation dreams come true. Every day. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow? Neil, what's Kitty? What are you doing tomorrow? Oh, guess what tomorrow is. What are you all doing for tomorrow? Because that is National Time Return Day. We get 24 hours of just free 24 hours. We don't normally get, so we got to make it special. I'm leaping. And we're going to make it special by having donuts here at the dealership. Mr. Landoff authorized me to go over to Old Town Donuts in beautiful Florence, Missouri, and pick up a whole bunch of donuts. So if you're in the area and you'd like to stop by and enjoy a donut on National Time Return Day, please come on in. That's so nice. Toast. toast is it, tomorrow is also National Toast Day, but I thought toast is tough to serve to a crowd. So yeah, and it leaves so, crumbs, and I'm kind of an eat so I'm freaking true. out. It yeah. leaves crumbs. <laughs> we had toast yesterday. <laughs> you know, but I'm telling you what, unbelievable. 
and service at both locations at Johnny Lawn of Chevrolet here in Florence, Missouri, and at Johnny Lawn of Autoplex in St. Peter's. Service departments um, are, are, are just yeah, we're busy. Busy. Great, great, great technicians. So even if you buy a vehicle from us in, in Florissant, but you live out in St. Charles County, um, we can't do warranty work on your new vehicle out in St. Peter's. But we can do maintenance and oil changes and, and tire rotations and transmission servicings and you name it. But uh, if it's warranty work, and I'll say this, if you bought a GM product and, you know, want to come to uh, a really great service department, we can do warranty work on uh, all GM vehicles uh, here at Johnny Laundoff Chevrolet. And why? Because we're, I'm not going to brag, but we're really good. We've got some phenomenal, really, really great technicians. And that hallowed ground on the, the west end of the service department, that's where yours truly grew up. Okay? Mm. That's it. At the age, right age of 11, driving my beautiful mother, Sylvia, crazy. Uh, she said she can see that. to work with my dad. <laughs> yeah. I could totally see that. Hey, uh, uh, yeah. not, it got really cold today. I mean, I went out of the house. I was yeah. not expecting this, but it's that cold that feels like you're getting constant paper cuts when that wind whips up. Yeah. And I cannot wait to jump in my car and turn on. Seat warmers are nice, but my <laughs> steering wheel warmer. Oh, man. Yeah. Game changer. Heavenly. So the most. Thing, when the, was the last time you wore gloves when you are driving your car when you have a steering wheel? Uh, uh, when he was driving this Daisy. Never. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's great. That's are those great. on all the vehicles now? I mean, no, at sir. least the heated seats. It's an added value, or yeah. a, is yeah. it? A, yeah, you got yeah, to add it on. That's an extra. It's a little bit of an extra. Oh, so but worth it. But it's not it. that much of an extra. You can get it added. You so can. worth it. And I can tell you this much, again, the 28th of February and then tomorrow, the special day, February 29th. Uh, and uh, though my beautiful mother, Sylvia Lana, passed away, uh, it'll be 11 years this September. Yesterday was her birthday. So my sister, my sisters and I wished her happy birthday. And, uh, and my sister sent a picture. My mom had this most beautiful hair. I mean, it was just, that's what I think where I get all this hair, Kitty. I, I think mean, you yeah, I went to they Studio Bronca yesterday and got a, yesterday morning got a haircut. Wish I had and uh, I feel sorry for them having to clean up the piles of <laughs> hair on 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 the floor. I almost want to say, give me that uh, dust broom and uh, let me take care of this kind of grills. But uh, man, don't you like when you get a haircut, John? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's been <laughs> it's been years. It's been some time. <laughs> well, I'm all depressed. The think about all the money you save on haircuts and product. That I, I, that's why I need to sell more cars, more trucks, more SUVs. That's exhausting. Save the hair foundation with Johnny Londoff. There you go. Oh, you're on a roll. We will do everything we can on this end to move those cars for you. We appreciate it so much because we have a lot of people in today, but we can always use more and we're open late tonight. So that's. Both locations, eight o'clock. We're open or later if you want to stay later. We are we are good with that. But yeah, late both night, both places, or twenty four seven Londoff dot com or Londoffautoplex.com. We can get you done. How much are you charging for those donuts, Kitty? Huh? How about this? Mr. Londoff is buying the donuts, so they're gonna be free. Oh, right. 
free donuts. Take the, tip, take the tip of your thumb and put it to the tip of your index finger. And what is that? Oh, there you go. Zero. It's a that big means fat zero. Zero. So you not only could get free 24 hours tomorrow, because, you know, let's face it, it's a free day. Now you can get a free donut on that free day. Just make sure there's no hair on your donut, because as oh. you know, Johnny oh. is, Johnny well, is a pro. Well, we know that's where that's Johnny, so was. That's Johnny that's a, where Johnny was. Well, Johnny, it. by his own admission, is a pretty hairy beast. And they call me the potty mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John. That's just, I'm telling you, people hopefully are driving down uh, Highway 270 or to Highway 70 place. on their way to Lawnup, Chevrolet, Lawnup Autoplex, and they just heard hair on their donuts. Like, <laughs> it's a band name. Disgusting. It's got to be a band name, Max. That's no. no. It just no ruins donuts. All right, guys. Oh. We got to scoot. Bye, guys. But thanks for all you Toodles. Do. Bye. Happy Leak Day tomorrow. Woohoo! Woohoo! See you guys. Londoff.com. Find it all right there. What was dirty? I was referring to his hair on his head. He was bragging about that. That iron donut, gross, yeah. Dirty, no. Not remote. Just nasty. Well, Janet, you know. The uh, Michael's Best text line, 84126. By the way, we do have a winner for our uh, boat show giveaway, but they love today's show. Multiple people texting in saying that today's show has been fun. And, of course, it's been fun. It's my birthday. It's ma- I don't know if you all have heard, but yeah. it is Max's birthday. Woo. 84126. <laughs> you can make this man extremely happy. With a quick text on the Max, Michael's bath text line. the person on the radio. No, all nice things today. Good birthday soon. vibes. Says a good guy. Hewlett didn't even want to show up. Oh, it's that okay. He's, no, he's going to show up tomorrow. He'll I'm be fine. Not, it was just a I'm mistake. I'm not buying that for a minute. Maybe. Maybe he'll be here. So, uh, bad news for the St. Louis SC, sadly. Uh, it was a good start. Uh, winning at home. Uh, over the weekend, or a split, which is kind of a win, which I don't understand. But then the second uh, round, they lose in Houston yesterday, one nothing. So, Houston advances to the round of 16, and the SC does not, sadly. We I have really a hope they would, because management's usually out of the building when there's a game going on. We're not getting that. They're here. KTRS St. Louis, it's two. Welcome back. Carney Show for a Wednesday. Julie Buck, birthday boy, Max Foisy here as well. And uh, we got an hour to go. So um, stay, chill, put your feet up. Lots of birthday texts for but, Max. But take your shoes off on the carpet. Yeah, lots of love, Maxie. Look at that. Lots of love. Least like 25 texts. Impressive. Almost rivaling the amount of people that called out Julie for a potty bath. Oh, dear. Close second. Which of the baby sharks was it that called you out initially? Wyatt. Okay. Yeah. Man. Gucci, she says a bad word every single day. Every single day. I wonder if we can get him uh, to uh, say that, like, into your phone. Use this at drop. Oh, he would do it. Julie, what do you think about this bad press that your best pal's getting the last couple of days? Andy Cohen. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, What's Andy doing? Well, 
so some of the women from the Real Housewives are coming are standing up now and saying, "Hey, wait a minute! You had a drug and alcohol fueled environment, and you had me on the show, and it made me fall off the wagon, and it's you made all me your famous. Fault. It gave me a lot of money, and but I'm going to complain now, right? Oh, yeah, I don't okay. know. Oh, wow! I wonder what side you're on. Yeah, who's got time for that? I don't think that? it's his fault. That, Absolutely uh, not. You can't be responsible for no. everybody's behavior. Exactly. Go, Andy, go. But if he's doing illegal things, those drugs are not legal. And if it's in the workplace, shouldn't that be called out? If I was working someplace and people were doing illegal drugs in a managerial position. Allegedly. I would call that out. I wouldn't give the person a pass. What do you mean call that out? Do exactly what this person is doing. Would you like call the police? If I was being coerced by management to partake in illegal activities. I could totally see the boss doing that. Right. I will just say that the girl girl that's suing them is a is a train wreck of of a human being. That's how you get on the show. Right. So I really don't think that she's got her act together. And her in her mind, she was, you know, cut from the show. Because they changed the cast one, for the two, real. One, two, oh, three, three, four, four five, five, six, six seven, eight. <laughs> um. <laughs> now I gotta take my shoes off and cut the rest of them. Hello? <laughs> what is happening today? I'm sorry. Stop please, it. Please go on. Anyway, this Leah McSweeney that used to be on Roni, Real Housewives of New York, I mean, she's just, you know, she was not famous and not on the show anymore. And. So now she's going to turn around and sue and say that everything that went wrong is is Bravo's fault and his fault. And she's, it looks like personally suing him, which is crazy. Good luck with that. Yeah. You know where that rock is, where he came from? Go ahead, climb back under that. That'd be fine. <laughs> okay. Um, We're on Team Andy over here. Yeah. And I I'm guess not, so. Wow. I, I'm not a big Andy Cohen guy. I mean, I know his aunt or his mom or somebody in his the family. His cousin, you know. Yeah. yeah, and his cousin too, Josh. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't have time for that. And, and I'm not really defending him. I'm really just chastising her. You know, it's, she's kicking a gift horse in the face, and nobody's got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. You know, your mic's on, right? Yep. Okay. We haven't talked about the uh, solar eclipse for a while. Uh, and Skyman Bob and others. Have been telling us here's the spot to go. Here's where we go, and it's going to be an amazing thing. Delta Airlines, I read this morning, is adding special flights to give passengers a view of the April 8th solar eclipse from the air. Which, wow, I I, I hadn't thought of that. I don't know what that would look like. Last week, the airline announced that a flight from Austin to Detroit will spend as much time as possible in the path of totality. The flight sold out in 24 hours, but they're going to do some more. What would what would that look like? What would the eclipse look like from 10, 20,000 feet in the air? Probably the same as it would look from the ground. Would or it? Or would it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't either, but... It's pretty cool. If it's just the same, then Delta's geniuses because people are buying tickets for this flight. What are they charging, I wonder? 
I don't. Do they do their dynamic pricing where on Sundays it's this price, yeah. but on Wednesdays yeah. it's that price? I don't have a rate. I have no idea. Would I, you be that into it to go buy a plane ticket and go fly around on a, on a plane? I mean, I'm not it? that into it to drive two hours for totality, even though I hear it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I'm still not going to do it. I'll just stay here and be like, oh, yeah, Skybox. Put your little gl- funky glasses on. I kind of want to do it in the air. I'm not going to lie to you. Really? Yeah. But uh, here's the bad news. It's sold out. You land in Detroit. Who wants to go to Detroit? Lions fans? I think I'm going to answer. I, I'm just going to drive to the. Uh, Are you really? Like, you're going to take the day off? Of totality. Yeah, you'd have to broadcast take, live. During our show, you'd have to take the day off. No, broadcast live. From the totality spot. Yeah, I think it's it's beyond cool. And uh, if sales. You should can, take your boys. Sales can sell it. I'm, uh, I'm in. Who would buy such a. Feature. I'm trying to think of who that could go, like the planetarium. Rocky Moselle. Oh, yeah. Well, Perfect client yeah. to go after. Landoff, if he's driving there, they could give him a special car to oh, drive. Oh, that's true. There. And you could only the look at the eclipse, eclipse through his hair. Hello? Is this on? It's just <laughs> such a weird place to go. It caught me off guard. Tomorrow is leap day. Leap day, which I read several stories about trying to figure out what what is this? Why do they do this? Well, it's the speed of the Earth's orbit. Okay, what? What? I mean, do you want? Could you explain it to someone? No, I can't. Mm-mm. It's because Max it, could. Well, it's just because a day is not exactly twenty-four hours, and so once you have atomic clocks, you have to readjust by milliseconds. And every four years, we have to have an extra twenty-four hour-ish day. In order to keep our Gregorian calendar accurate, you ever listen to yourself? For how many gre- years? <laughs> how many Gregorians are around? We want to make sure the Gregorians aren't late for work. But uh, businesses have jumped in on the February twenty eighth fun as well. Twenty ninth, right? Um, <laughs> and gold. I don't get these because it's not really a big deal like wendy's for example thursday breakfast they have made some let's just say this whoever does their pr this company has made some press in the last 24 hours not all good no but it's still you know that's a lot of people talking about wendy's monday of this week they said on leap day you can get a cinnabon pull apart Mm. during breakfast hours at their restaurant what I did like about this is it doesn't entail all that get our app jazz. You just go get one, like the old days. But it's just a Cinnabon. Krispy Kreme, get a dozen donuts for two twenty nine with the purchase of any regular price dozen. And if you have a birthday of February 29th, you get a dozen donuts free of charge, no purses necessary. But you have to prove that your birthday is February 29th. And finally, incredible deals from Chipotle. 29 lucky Chipotle, Ch- Chipotle fans get guacamole. That's, and what else? That's it. Oh. Guacamole. But it's guac. Oh, I'm just taken aback. It's guac for a year. 
How are you going to feel about avocados come, I don't know, June, July? Huh. My skin's turning green, honey. What's happening here? Uh, I did find this of value, Great Wolf Lodge, which you've never been to one. You should. They're, like, really cool and definitely catered to families. But all kinds of fun stuff to do. We uh, we stayed at one over Thanksgiving and went to dinner in our pajamas. It was great fun. Uh, they're offering a leap year at the lodge. And they've got rates going for the 29th, starting at $29. Normally, it's about $350. So, How much does it cost to have the bed bugs removed? Well, they're not a sponsor. That's out the window. <laughs> great flu. It's a nice place. Is that the water slide place? Uh, they have that, too, and they've got great wolf lodges probably in... 10, 12 cities. We we looked at those and the rates were outrageous. Yeah. So we, we and the rooms afford. don't look, I mean, for we what you're paying and what you're getting, it. it looked. We just thought, nah. 29 bucks, though. I'm impressed. Build-A-Bear, February 29th. Anyone celebrating a Leap Day birthday is invited to participate in workshops to build a birthday treat bear for only $4. That's a deal. Yeah, because I, I haven't done it in a long time, but what do you drop on those bears? Oh, my gosh. It used to get crazy. Because you, you pick the insides, then they put a little sound the card in there. The heart goes in and, there. So, I mean, I honestly have absolutely no clue what a Build-A-Bear costs. Do These you know? days, like a modern day? No, I haven't I haven't done that in so many years. 84126, I'm sure there's some parents or grandparents out there, aunts, uncles, whatever, that can tell us what your average price of a current day 2024 Build-A-Bear would be. And Max, 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 happy birthday. Great show today with On Air for You and Potty Mouth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks. We're all getting it there in one felled swoop. It is uh, 219 coming up in a bit. Conversation with Andy Field. And later still, a six-part documentary dropping last night on the History Channel. Uh, from a treasure hunter who is seeking World War II U-boats because it is believed many of them contain millions of dollars in gems, jewels, money, and art worth looking for. He has, and he'll tell you what he found. His name is Daryl Rietglosh, and uh, we'll have him on a bit later as well. Don't go. Stick around. Stones today on the In Return Music in honor of Maximilian's birthday today. So be it. So on the show today, done a bunch of stuff. Still more to do. The U-Boat guy coming up in a bit with a special on the History Channel. And uh, news greeting us, too, that Mitch McConnell is going to step down. But only as the Senate leader, he's still going to keep a chair in the room. Um I'm not sure that many people are surprised. Are they, Andy? No, they're not surprised. Um, In fact, you know, he's had some serious health issues over the last year, uh, which suggested that perhaps he might want to step down. I think his um, an in-law died recently, and a lot of things have have come up that basically he goes, look, I'm 82. 
and uh, maybe it's it's time to go. In fact, this is one of the bittersweet things he said on the uh, Senate floor today. I turned 82 last week. <clears throat> the end of my contributions are closer than I'd prefer. You know, it's one of the things that, that's hard for anyone who wants to retire, whether you're in your 60s or your 80s. But the other thing that's interesting is that uh, he is about the same age as President Biden and not too much older than President Trump. This is a time where you have two men around his age running for president. The age of leadership has become a major storyline and uh, probably put Mitch McConnell under some pressure and stress at this moment. And perhaps that's one of the reasons he said he's he's calling it quits. Maybe three of them go in on a condo at the Villages, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine those those guys riding around the golf cart. Well, we we know we know. I don't know about uh, President Biden, but I know Donald Trump likes to play golf. Uh, how do they feel about loofahs? Uh, yeah, loofahs, loofahs. Oh no, no, just forget oh, it. Never keep, mind. Keep going. Keep moving on here. You got to know potty mouth. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, all right. Well, so what does that mean as far as who will fill his seat or he'll, he will remain as a senator, right? And then what you happens? Know, I had a feeling you might ask the question, so I came prepared. Okay. Uh, John Thune is currently the number two Senate Republican. He's the Republican whip in the Senate. He's been groomed by McConnell, but because of McConnell's lack of popularity with the far right in his party, it's unclear if Thune is actually going to get the job. Then we have um, – now, he was also – a pretty big outspoken critic of Donald Trump, but ultimately endorsed former President Trump's current bid on Monday. John Barrasso, he's a Wyoming Republican, and he's the number three Senate Republican. He is has the most conservative voting record. Uh, he was also the first of three to endorse Donald Trump. And then John Cornyn, Texas Republican, uh, he's also endorsed the president, but um, he also tried to uh, do a whole lot of bipartisan deals, which made some Republicans unhappy. So, you know, look, Mitch McConnell, despite the fact that he basically reshaped the judiciary in this in this country to a very conservative uh, attack, uh, he also has been good at compromising and getting some things done. It's not clear if the Republicans in the Senate want to continue to do that, and that will be a big deciding factor on who gets the, the leadership role next November. What would you say is his legacy as his most outstanding accomplishment? Well, I, I'm not sure it's outstanding to liberals, but certainly to conservatives, that he basically reshaped the Supreme Court um, and denied President Obama uh, Merrick Garland's appointment of, of someone who would be more liberal on the court, and it certainly would have changed the balance of the court for the first time in, in, in history. Uh, he, he denied a president uh, a Supreme Court nominee, which is what they're supposed to do. He said you can't do it during an election year and then completely reversed himself with Amy Coney Barrett just a month before the election saying, well, you know, now that we're in the majority, we're going to do it anyway. So he'll finish his term as senator, but he won't be the Senate leader. Does that change his power or influence amongst his constituents? Well, let me point you to Nancy Pelosi. Have you heard much from her lately? Who? Who? <laughs> that, that's the, once once you're out of one of those leadership roles, you're pretty much on the bench, and no one's really paying much attention to you. Wow, I feel like a senator right now. Do you think, just a sidebar here, do you think Michelle Obama will run for president? 
Andy? I've seen no indication that that's the case, although there's certainly a lot of people, uh, especially liberal Democrats, who would like to see that. Yeah. I think Michelle Obama is pretty happy where she is right now. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Interesting. Okay. Thank you so right, much. Guys. See ya. Appreciate Thanks. it. Mitch kind of steps down. That's that's the news. Kind of steps down. I, I'm not sure how long his term as senator lasts, but a little longer than when he steps down as speaker. You know that guy over there? I do. It's Captain Paul Kopsky. He's hey. in the KTRS Traffic Center. <laughs> hey. Well, look hey. at the roads. Hey. Hey. Dude. We are accident-free right now. There is a stalled vehicle on 64 East past Maryville Center Drive blocking the right lane. Road work on southbound 170 past 270 has the left lane closed, and the left lane is closed on 170 North at Airport Road due to road work. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big 550 KTRS. Hey. 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 It's the Fonz. Hey. You know, it's his, no, uh, that's you know, it's his birthday. Happy, happy birthday to, yeah. to Max. Oh, yeah. thank you, Paul Coffey. Yeah. That's heartfelt. I yeah. just had one. What? You had a birthday. Yeah, when was to, your birthday? Remember, I told you. Way to oh, you make did. it about yourself, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when he came here wearing all those streamers and banners, remember? Uh, Yeah. 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 yeah, I remember. Or I subtly mentioned it, either either one of those. It yeah. was kind of subtle. What yeah. is your birth date? It is January 18th. January 18th. Yeah. Okay. And John's is coming up. It is. Next week, don't let us forget. January Paul. 18th, I won't. Uh, January I 18th every year? Yeah, I think mostly. Carney's yeah. is March 10th, and for $500, $500 and the win. Carney, do you have any idea what my birthday is? Yes, yeah, in my phone. Okay, no, that doesn't count. Oh, it's a start. Okay. My wife's isn't even in my phone. Well, do you know her birthday? Probably. Okay. <laughs> you have no idea. Probably so. It's September sometime. No, it's. I always think it's July, but I think it's actually in June. My wife? No, no me. No, uh, Julie Buck. Way to it's make it June, about you. Right? It's in June, yeah. right? Yeah, way to make it about you, Julie. Who <laughs> has got go. time to memorize that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's what the phone's for, right, John? Yeah. Here, give me a second. I'll find Julie's. Uh... Did you guys already talk about Max's plans for his birthday? Uh, you know, I don't really have any plans tonight because it's the middle of the week and we've got a school-age kid, so it's a school night, so we're not. So I think oh. this weekend we'll do something fun. I, I'll go play mini golf or something. I'm not really sure what we'll do. But today I'm just going to eat a lot of junk food and watch a classic movie because that's kind of my happy place. So I'm going to watch a, a movie from Fritz Lang called Scarlet Street with Edward G. Robinson and Joan Bennett and uh, eat some barbecue. Because you are Max on movies. Well, I do love movies, Paul. Yes. Yeah. You know, That's not a bad gig, hey. You know, it's absolutely hilarious. So, I misspoke. Apparently, your birthday's not in here. So, hmm. under the search, I just put Julie. And a bunch of stuff popped up. And all of them say, Julie's out that day. Wow. I mean, seriously. <laughs> there's like... Wow. 30 of them here. Well, if you want to start playing that game, my fine feathered friend, I can get out my calendar and we can see Carney is it, out. Uh, is it June 15th? Yes, it is. The text line, 84126, they knew it. That is so nice. Thank you, 314. That used to be the trading deadline in baseball. June 15th? Yeah. 
Not that anyone yeah. cares. Way to go, no, Rain I, Man. No, I, I don't. Yeah, way to make it about baseball. I, no, I totally care about that. I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Keith Hernandez was yep, traded I on remember that, day. that and yeah. he, but he and Whitey have since made up. I know. Yeah. He, he got rid of him because of stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> the aforementioned. Because he was hanging out with Andy Cohen, apparently. Oh. I'm not, no. Before Andy Cohen. He's going to sue us for defamation. Not me. Love you, Andy. There was no direct anything there, Maxie. <laughs> Can't prove it. Dude, thirty-two. Captain is here. When you were a kid, let me ask you this, Polly. Sure. Did your parents read to you, or were you a voracious reader as a child? I wasn't a big reader on my own, but my mom read to all of us, my brother and my sister and me. And uh, so my brother credits her for uh, her helping him learn how to read. Um, because there were some staples as children that we read or were read to us, whether it was Watership Down or whatever. But Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that Amelia was Amelia Bedelia. Yeah. But Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, so big. The movie was fantastic with Gene Wilder. They did it again with the uh, court case guy. Johnny Depp, and Johnny did Depp. It a third time with Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Right, which isn't getting the most rave reviews. Oh, it but has made it? a mint at the box office. But bad movies do, but I heard it was not good. Did you say that? I hated it, but I'm in the minority. It has done very well, and I think we'll see more of Tim Chalamet as one. So everybody's on the Wonka wagon. Wouldn't you agree? The chocolate wagon? And because it's not just the American way, it's the way of the world. If you see an opportunity to take something popular and exploit it and make money, you money. go f- you go for it. It's all right? about money, right? Oh my lord, this Won- Wonka's made 608.5 million dollars. So, with Wonka Mania, wow. which is sweeping the earth, in Glasgow, Scotland, they did an event uh, and it was put on by House of Illuminati. That should have told you something. They had an event that said, immerse experience to Wonka land. Immersive experience, like where you go in and you really feel like you're... It's like you're there, yeah. A lot of people bought tickets. They got there and found that it was really a sparsely decorated warehouse. And the event was shut down after parents demanded refunds and the police were called. Like the fire festival. Yeah. The man uh, who played Willy Wonka, Paul Connell, went online on TikTok to describe his experience as being the main character in this immersive experience. Here's what he wrote. The first red flag for me was when I was cast as Willy Wonka. Anyone who looks at me and thinks Willy Wonka and not Oompa Loompa is out of their mind. I got cast in the part on Thursday, and I was told I needed to line the script for Friday. I said, no problem. Send it over. The script was 15 pages, monologue, pretty much of AI-generated gibberish. So the things he was even saying didn't make any sense to anybody and the kids 
as promised, got their candy. They were told to give the kids one jelly bean and one cup of lemonade. What a good time. That's quite a gift. And how much did it cost? Don't have that. I'd have to dig deeper, and I didn't have time. I believe I saw the story, too. I believe it was $40 a person. So a family of three or four, I mean, that's a lot of money to get into what was basically an empty warehouse. I've done some of these immersive environments like the Van Gogh exhibit, which was yeah, really that cool. Was neat. The Titanic one? And, uh, well, no, that was just a traveling exhibit. But, but the, these especially kind of, you know, uh, AI-influenced ones. And, uh, and this one just looked dreadful. So I feel really bad for everybody. I, there was a lady who was dressed up like an Oompa Loompa. And she looked like she was on death row. I mean, she, she was just, six eight. She just well, she was very tall, but she looked so sad to be there. They raised expectations only to let everybody down. Yeah, moral of the story, Paul. Like Max yeah. said, yeah. some of them are a lot of fun. That Titanic one I was thinking about is when you got there, you were given a character, and that was you. And as you went through, like actual people. Yeah, you. Uh, you know, learned all kinds of things about the ship and the people. And then at the end, you read whether you lived or not. Really? And there were people that were, like, devastated. But it's like, it, it really wasn't you. Right. Be happy you really you're living in modern time. But, yeah, some of those are fun. And there's one that has come here a time or two. And I think there might be more than one. But the one I saw was a dinosaur deal. Come to prehistoric times. Come see the incredible dinosaurs. And we went to, you know, a big civic center to see this. And they were robotics that looked like were they were built by a 14-year-old. You know? It was like Have you ever this. been to medieval times? I know, Matt. I would bet a million dollars that Max has been there. Now, question before I answer whether or not I have, <laughs> why would you bet that I've been there? Because you're a Florida man, and it's in Florida. It is in Florida. No, I'd never, I never went. Oh, I just lost a million dollars. I just, okay. I don't care about dragons and knights and all that. Okay, but. have you ever been there? I feel like that would be a Carney family vacation. Uh, no, but I've been to several Renaissance fairs here. Okay. At we, Rotary Park. We were supposed to go on my senior trip, and I didn't make that, that leg of the, tri- of the trip, when I was in high school. What happened? Well, it's just too long. What happened, dear maiden? I, d- I didn't make it for that night. I went to Daytona Beach for my senior trip. Rock on. You probably yeah. saw my husband there. <laughs> probably best, saw me. Best chest in the Midwest. About or the seven busloads of St. Louis high school kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to garner some sympathy here, probably, real quick. My uh, senior trip, we hitchhiked <laughs> to um, oh God. Uh, uh Lesterville or Steelville? God. Oh, yeah, uh, with the rivers. You're always down there. one up in us. And floated the, it's hardly up in you. I've, uh, and floated the Hoosaw. Yeah. I've been then, on the court away. And then hitchhiked back. God. That was our spring, that was our big senior trip. Did you have one, Max? What's up? A senior trip? No. No, I've heard about them, but I did not. Hmm. I bet nobody hitchhikes anymore. Yeah, no. good. I, not, and, and then, you want to give it a shot and let us know how it goes? <laughs> I'll do traffic from a car that I've hitchhiked in. <laughs> oh, great. There's Paul's picture at the post office. Crazy. And the, the, <laughs> Insane. And on the back of the milk cart. Yeah. I remember him. <laughs> thank you, buddy. All we'll right, be listening you. this afternoon. That's Captain Paul. Make no mistake about it.
It is uh, 2.40, stuff to do, stuff to do. History Channel dropping a new six-part series on uh, uh, a treasure hunter's efforts to find U-2 boats from World War II that are believed to be carrying a lot of jewelry, a lot of money, a lot of art, a lot of things that have been lost for years and years. And he has found some things. And they continue. We'll uh, get more coming up in just a bit. Stick around. Scar Show. Coming up on the History Channel, which truly is the only way I, I learn anything, uh, a really interesting one about missing Nazi U-boats. And I'm not looking for them, so we wouldn't know anymore if there weren't people like Daryl Miklos who's doing that very thing. And uh, it drops on the History Channel. It's a six-part series, and we have him with us, and he's been underwater quite a bit. Hello, Daryl. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This is fun, and I was looking through some of the other dives, and there have been dozens, and the Atocha was on there. And I hate to be repetitive to my listeners, but back in the mid-'80s, I had a friend who was a friend of Mel Fisher's, and I got a phone call from a buddy, and he said, Hey, my friend Mel found this wreck and they're going to dive and see what's down there. Do you want to come? And I had my paddy license, and I'm like, that'd be great. Went to my boss, wouldn't let me take the time off. Discovered later it was the Atocha. Wow. And you were on there. Were you with that group? Uh, I was with my father. My father and Mel were partners for a short spell there, and we were diving uh, the Atocha, and that's where I got uh, my first training that in the 1733 fleet uh, when it was legal to dive in 1733. So, yeah, I started out my early career as hunting treasure on the Atocha with my father and Mel. I will always regret that moment. Percentage-wise, when you dive looking for buried treasure, average it out. What's your success rate? You know... the majority of the shipwrecks that I have dove on were not carrying treasure. So you, it's, it, you're lucky if you get 2% of shipwrecks that you find that carried a lot of treasure. Um, they were always carrying something of value because they didn't have credit cards back then. So there was always something on each wreck. However, you were looking for the most important fleets. Uh, it's kind of similar to what we're doing here on the World War II uh, U-boats. Uh, we're looking for specific U-boats. There was more than 700 in the Caribbean, and we're looking for the ones that were specially modified U-boats that were carrying the stolen treasure from Europe down to South America. And we think we have the locations of these seven because I acquired a U.S. naval chart, and that's what we have. U-boats are almost exclusively German, right? Correct, yes. These were Nazi U-boats that were infiltrating the Caribbean waters along the eastern seaboard, the Atlantic, and the Gulf of Mexico. And we were really close at one point to losing the war because of the proliferation of U-boats in the waters. There was more than 700. There was more than 1,100 U-boats built, or close to 1,100 built. 700 went through the Caribbean. Um, They destroyed 400 merchant ships that supplied the oil and provisions to Europe, uh, and the Allies only sunk about eight U-boats at that time, and until the Allies finally came up with a plan to search and identify these things and figure out how they could discover where they were, were they able to push back and win the war. So this chart that I received is from one of those 
um, naval uh, pilots that discovered these U-boats, pointed them out to the U.S. government, and the government sent people down there to destroy them. Not all of them were destroyed, but at least they scared them off. And the whole idea behind the show is to find out where these things are and what were they doing there and, and uh, which ones are carrying the treasure that was stolen. Yeah, and my big question is, too, U-boats made to made for battle. And if I was going to make a vessel that was going to be involved in conflict, I don't think I would load it up with valuables. Yeah, well, these are specially outfitted U-boats. They had snorkels on these things. They could travel up to 600 miles without even having to surface. So these were specially modified U-boats. There was only one way the Nazis thought that they would win the war, and that was to smuggle the wealth that they plundered during the war to a second location and restart the Third Reich and start the Fourth Reich. And that this is what their plan was. And they had no other way to get that treasure out of Europe other than the U-boats. So they took a chance and specially modified these U-boats. So they did have some armament uh, on them, but they filled them mostly with treasure. Six-part series on the History Channel, Lost U-Boats of World War II. And Daryl Miklos is uh, the one hosting the show and doing the dives as well. So it says World War II, but didn't they... Didn't they have U-boats in World War One as well? They may have. They may have had early versions of them, but the proliferation of U-boats really didn't start until World War Two, when they started getting a lot more uh, advanced. And uh, they could acquire much longer distances underwater, and it's, it's an amazing story. So we'll answer a lot of the questions about that in this show, which is pretty cool because... Uh, it's not only about a story that's never been told before, not in this fashion. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things in this show that I didn't even know happened before I started it. So what about ownership? When you find stuff like this, uh, the Germans had it. A lot of it was stolen from the Jews in Europe. And now it's in your hands. What? How does it work? What's Is maritime law say something about this? I'm sure we're, we're working with attorneys about setting up proper channels to return whatever was stolen to the proper owners. It's not me wanting to keep these treasures that we find uh, for myself. It's just something I couldn't live with. Um, I'm more into telling the story and compensating myself via other means uh, rather than trying to make myself rich on stolen treasure. I just couldn't live with myself if I did that. So. Uh, I'm hoping that we can return whatever we find to the rightful owners. I imagine it's a fair amount of money to even conduct these searches. Yes, it's not an inexpensive venture by any means, but luckily we are shallow water diving, so the majority of what we're looking for is no deeper than 100 feet. So we're pretty lucky in that respect. Uh, Deep water surveys or, or searches are much more expensive, so we got that working in our favor. So of all the different dives you've made, what's the coolest booty you brought to the surface? You know, I found gold coins, silver coins, but I think one of the most memorable was uh, a very, really neat, unique gold Mayan pendant that was uh, about four inches long and two inches wide that was worn by a high priestess of the Mayan civilization 
and it was uh, on a 400-year-old Spanish shipwreck filled with treasure. So I thought that was pretty cool. I've never yeah. found anything like that. Wow, that's very cool. So yeah. have you found anything in any of these dives that may have to change the, the course of history of that period? That, oh, wait, that couldn't have been that if this. Uh, I think so. I think throughout the entire series, we're going to change the way history's been written. That's what I love about this new show, Lost U-Boats of World War II, because... Uh, it's not only the lost U-boats, but the stories that go with them. And I always thought if I had made that trip on the Atosha, they would have given me a couple souvenir shekels. Um, and I saw that there's a place called Spanish Main Antiques, and things, some of the things you found and others can actually be purchased if you wanted something like that. That is correct, yes. Uh, there's... Uh, Spanish Main Antiques in St. Augustine. So uh, that's where you can find, uh, there's a lot of uh, stores, very few actually, um, that carry what Spanish Main Antiques does. You know, go have a look. It's pretty amazing. How often, are you out th how often are you out there, Daryl? I'd say about five months out of the year I'm diving because it's weather-related. Everything's better during the summer, spring and summer. So that's the best time of the year. Uh, and that's what I do, you know, because you got to. There's so much homework to do before getting in the water. That's what I do with the rest of the time. You have the coolest job I've ever oh, heard. Oh, thanks, of. man. You got a cool <laughs> job too. Thanks for letting me tell my story. So I, without you guys, I wouldn't be able to tell the story. Happy to do it. Can't wait to catch all six parts of the new series on the History Channel: Lost U-boats of World War II. He is Daryl Miklosh, and. Be careful out there. Thank you very much. Woohoo! Let's do it. <laughs> Be well. Bye bye. Big 550 KTRS, the talk of St. Louis. It's the Carney Show. I'm Julie Buck with the birthday man. I can't really call you a boy at 46. I mean, you can. You're the birthday man. And with this precedent that you've set of playing your favorite tunes, I think that that means we're going to be playing a lot of Todd Rundgren on Carney's birthday on March so. 10th. And then who would we play for you? I think last year we played Yacht Rock for you. Yeah, I like like a sure. mixture of stuff. I yeah. mean, you can go like Sean Colvin and Yacht Rock. Oh, I love you know. Sean Colvin, as you know. Yes, I would. I would really enjoy that. I look forward to it. And we, we don't. Oh, geez. We don't have a lot of time here to wrap up the show, Julie Buck. But I wanted to talk about tomorrow's show. If we let's could. do that. Well, we've talked about the boat show, and we're going to have a couple of representatives from the boat show tomorrow to tell us all about that wonderful uh, exhibition coming to town. Also, Brendan Weesey talks sports, and Marshall Brain will answer how stuff works. And yes, live in person because of the snafu today, John Hewlett, legendary radio disc jockey, will join us live in studio. And the stadium announcer for the St. Louis Cardinals for many, many years. So many great stories to share. We look forward to having the U-Man on the show Woo. tomorrow. All right. For John Carney, I'm Julie Buck. See you back here tomorrow, right at noon on the Big 550 KTRS. Be good to each other, crew.